0: Hello. Take it over. Take it over, Mr. Sid. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true healthy knob, SP3. We are live on the SportsKeda YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for another edition of Smack Talk. To review tonight's WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage, I am here with the legendary manager himself, the wrestling icon, Dutch Mantel. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. i doing great. We got a little news tonight. We're not being joined by Rick Ucchino because he had a family emergency, a member of his family, I think. His mother had to go to ICU, so he had to ex- excuse himself tonight. So, Rick, I know you're not listening, but if you are, my thoughts are with you and your mother, and I hope everything is okay. And as for me, talking about clochés, you missed everything this week, Sid. I was stuck down here in Florida, me in this hurricane.
0: Yes. How and are I'm you?
1: Sitting, I'm, well, I'm okay, but I'm, but, but I'm, just, I'm just lucky because I'm sitting right above Tampa. And that uh, Ian was headed directly toward Tampa. And about six or eight hours before it was supposed to make landfall, a coup, uh, a coup uh, wave came down from the north and turned it east. So it went really south of me, about 125, 130 miles. But man, some of those, some of those towns down there, it was, it was horrible. It just ripped them apart. So my thoughts and prayers are with them. You ever been in a hurricane?
0: Yes, yes. We've experienced a hurricane uh, once or twice here in New York, but I echo what you said, you know, definitely our thoughts and prayers to everyone who is being affected by Hurricane Ian. Also want to say, you know, thoughts and prayers to Rick, uh, he's dealing with, um, f- with some family, so definitely want to send thoughts and prayers to his family. And, of course, thoughts and prayers to the family and friends and fans of Antonio Inoki, who announced er, there was, it was announced earlier today, he passed away. Uh, do you have any thoughts or memories of Antonio Inoki, Dutch? Well, I, ne- I never worked for his
1: company. I always worked for, like, Baba and another shoot company whatever it was, they liked to kill me. But I met him one time, very nice guy, very nice man. You know, I don't know if he could speak English or not. I'd have said hello, and he said hello. We were just in a position where we could say hello to each other. Uh, But he was very legendary, not only in Japan, in the wrestling business, but really in wrestling all over the world. Because he was the one who promoted that North Korea, Wrestling match with a hundred and I think they said a hundred and sixty thousand people there. I, I I couldn't imagine that. And uh, he also had a match with Muhammad Ali, yeah, legendary match. So and he was a politician. Was he a politician later after wrestling? He'd gotten wrestling, then he got into politics.
0: Yeah yeah I think that was the the order, but he was involved in politics while still you know running being the promoter for new Japan pro wrestling.
1: well highly highly respected figure in Japan and highly respected figure in the in the United States too, you know amongst the the wrestling brethren. So again, I mean I don't like to lead off the show with a lot of bad news, but uh, my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. And Mr. Uh, Antonio, rest in peace. And may God be with you. That's all I can say.
0: Yes, and you know we appreciate anyone who is coming to us tonight after WWE SmackDown, AEW Rampage. Once again, if you are experienced, affected by Hurricane Ian, let this be your escape from it for a little bit, me and Dutch talking about tonight okay. in professional sure. wrestling. And, of course, in the live chat, Sound off. Give us your thoughts on tonight's two shows from WWE and AEW. And, of course, your Super Chat donations is the best way to have your comment highlighted on screen, especially if you want to hear the thoughts of Dutch Mantel with what you have to say. We do have an early Super Chat donation here from Sam Dutch who says, Hey, Sid and Dutch, will you recap AEW Rampage, AEW Battle of the Belts, and SmackDown next week? That means our show would start at midnight, Dutch. So."
1: midnight again
0: yes the next week uh they have aew battle of the belts is starting at 11 p.m both aew rampage and battle of the belts is going to be live
1: i don't know if i can take aew for another two hours i did it the other week and it hits a chore buddy to really take it so let's get into it this week because i think i'm just going to say off the top here I think AEW didn't have a good show this week at all. To me, it was boring. I don't. I don't like the the three man uh, teams of the of the trios. I mean, it was. I know it was uh, the three tag teams, but I don't know how you get anybody over that way. To tell you the truth, I, it's it's hit or miss. I mean, he can do with what he what he wants to with it. But me, talking as a fan, I could have give. Less about any of those teams, to tell you the truth. I kind of like the acclaimed a little bit and Blade and Butcher. Is that their names? Yeah. But the other two guys, I, I I can't even tell you who they are right now. That's how much it affected me. But let's start off with SmackDown. So leave yes. me off. Let's talk maybe, with Smackdown. this pass so people can roast me later on.
0: <laughs> Let's start with uh, Smackdown here. And of course, remember drop a thumbs up on the video, share it with your friends, subscribe if you are new to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. And of course, if you're watching on Facebook as well, drop a heart, a like. A smile emoji, an angry emoji, a laugh emoji. However, SmackDown and Rampage made you feel tonight. Let's start off with SmackDown. Uh, they were in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada, I believe. Oh, yes. they were in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, excuse me, excuse me. The Edmonton was Monday. See, Dutch is on point here, ladies and gentlemen. Man,
1: I lose my mind sometimes, and sometimes it comes back. I, I thought they were in Winnipeg tonight.
0: Yes, they were in Winnipeg. Uh, they opened with Canada's own Sami Zayn of the Bloodline, the honorary oos, teaming up with the enforcer of the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa versus Ricochet and Madcap Moss. The match that was set up last week with the backstage segment. Uh, I like this one. Everyone worked really hard. It had a ton of heat, especially with the fans really loving and treating uh, Zane and Sikoa as the faces. They were booing oh, yeah. the hell out of Madcap Moss. When he was on offense, on Saturday. he's very, he's very booable. Anyway, that is also true. I would uh, boo
1: him if he came out. I just, I boo him my like hell. I don't.
0: They but, showed her. They but showed Zach her was
1: Canadian, and he was home
0: exactly they showed a recap of the the shirt presentation from last week the fans love zane throughout this matchup bunch of sammy chants uh ricochet got an early advantage with a standing drop kick he was showing off his athleticism throughout this one but it came down to a blind tag by solo sokoa as sammy zane was getting offense from madcap moss blind tag by uh solo sokoa he tags in he hits a spinning heel kick and then he follows up with this spinning solo on moss for the win to earn the bloodline another victory here so i thought uh zane he trash talked moss after the match and then moss heard enough he grabbed zane by the neck but until solo uh made the save and he beat down moss until uh zane stopped him so what did you think about this opening my ma- match here and the post match
1: oh well i knew well sammy zane doesn't have bad matches period he's gonna get He's in Canada tonight, so that's why they cheered him. So he's going to get a reaction from them there. And in the States, he's a, people don't like him, so they will boo him. But I think uh, Solo uh, Solo Sokoa, is that his name? Yes. I thought they were, um, when they got into it at the end, because he was kicking the hell out of Moss, it was almost they led you to believe that he was going to turn on Sammy there a little bit too. Then they stopped. They are actually doing this. Well, they've already done the angle almost perfect. So whatever they do now, you're going to notice it. And they did a lot of things differently tonight uh, than they have been doing. Uh, where did where did the big run in happen?
0: Uh what do you mean with the, with this match, or you mean later well, on in the night?
1: Well, that managed. was with the
0: McIntyre and Theory. I think you're thinking of
1: maybe, but they didn't play the music r- before they came. They played it as they were coming, which is much much better because I, I think that's gives a little more believability to it. I mean, the music operator, if you really break it down, the music operator could see who's getting ready to come. He could get to how he got to is push a button. He could get it ready, but you know. But before you even see the guy and they play music, then he shows up, huh? And that just a little bit that it tips you off just a little bit that this is planned. So even though it is planned, try to take it out of the people's minds that it is. And it, and it works the same. Actually, it works better. So they had a good match and uh, they're, following up the, they're following up the angle. They've been working for six or eight months. And I'm really excited for when they shoot this thing. How's it gonna come off? It'll come off great because Sammy be the most over baby face they got.
0: Most definitely. And we I saw got,
1: I got advice to Sammy. Sammy, at least walk by a gym every three or four weeks. Please don't pull that shirt off anymore. My God. He's a uh- recovering cancer patient. And I shouldn't say that, but he's white. He's pasty, pale. Please go into the gym. At least pump a little bit of iron.
0: We did get a little bit more from uh, Sammy <laughs> throughout this night. Uh, we got uh, – Back from the break, Zayn and Sokoa were walking towards the bloodline locker room and out came Jay Uso who opened the door and let his brother enter. He wouldn't let Zane in though. He got in his face uh, when Solo went into the locker room and he noted that uh, Zayn has everyone else fooled except for him. He said, and Zayn tells him to take it up with Roman after pointing to his shirt. And then he walked into the bloodline locker room and Jay didn't look happy once again. Uh, uh, I I just love good. this storyline. It it, just, good. it gets better, and this this was a great follow up from what we yeah. saw last week. So, what did you think?
1: Let me go into our dressing room, our locker room, and then he just walked by, and Jay was like helpless to stop him. Jay is the one that doesn't like him, right? Jay. Yeah. And Jay and Jay didn't look happy at all. So they they're like I said, they're building it right. And uh I mean now if I'm a new fan, that's just picture. This is how you gotta do angles. If a new fan sits down and he sees that, now he's saying, wait a minute, what's the what's the heat between the Uso kid and Sami Zayn? Now he wants to know. Yeah. And that, that lets you in on it. And then somebody can tell him or he could go back and watch. But that would to me if i just saw that part of it that would interest me a little bit to even investigate it a little farther that's when you know angles are working when people start saying what uh, what is really going on here but it, it was a good spot i don't know who came up with that but it was good
0: So next we had a segment which was kind of a twofold here, Dutch, where you had Carrion Cross and Scarlet. They are cutting a promo doing their little pre taped kind of vignette with their you know images and stuff. We see highlights of the fireball and cross locking on the cross jacket on McIntyre. He promises to defeat him in the strap match at Extreme Rules, and then at the end, we get a quick flash. And it's a QR code, which means that it's another clue for this white rabbit mystery, which has been kind of drawing a lot of buzz, a lot of uh, anticipation from the fans online. And it led that QR code led you to a video that played of Porky Pig and then a dead pig. And then it was in Morse code as well. And then at the end, it showed a wolf. And then it showed the big bad wolf. And it could be interpreted in any number of ways. I believe the Morse code was uh, Eze- as it uh, Ezekiel. I think it's like uh, Ezekiel reborn. Something reborn. Uh, the second word of the Morse code was reborn. I don't know what the first word was. Ezekiel.
1: But- now, Ezekiel's missing.
0: No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't Ezekiel. It was another, it was uh, another uh, scripture, scripture name reborn. And And then the other interpretation that I saw is that it represents the three little pigs where the big bad wolf came and tore down the first two houses that were made, you know, of sticks and all this stuff, but couldn't bring down the third house that was made of bricks. And the two houses represent the original Bray Wyatt character the Fiend, and now we have the third house being built.
1: Again, I'll repeat what I said last week. Don't make it too difficult. This makes you actually look. And the only ones who are going to look are your hardcore fans. But you don't need to interest the hardcore fans as much. You need the interest the casual fans. Yeah. And this may be catching some of them but if you wanted me to go and look at a, a, a QR code, I guess you call it, and then a Morse code, I'd say, screw it. I mean, I'm going to go watch the rest of the show. And when it happens, it happens. And somebody said, oh, that was what that white rabbit stuff and going down the rabbit hole and doing all this stuff was about. I said, oh, okay. And then, I would, of course, I would say, well, I knew it all along, which I didn't even investigate it. And I actually, they they're disinteresting me in this now. It was interesting for a while. Now, I'll be just, you know, did you ever like to do homework? I didn't do homework. I listened in class. And like listening to the show and watching the show, if, if I don't understand it there, I'm not going to go back and research it later on. That's, that's just me because I'm a lazy bastard.
0: Well, there was a report earlier this week from Fightful Select that talked about, you know, WWE being very happy with the success of last week's SmackDown due to the hype from these White Rabbit teasers. Last week's SmackDown doing 2.5 million uh, viewers, the highest viewership for the show uh, of 2022. So very good stuff with the hype but, of the White but, Rabbit mystery. But but
1: that White Rabbit Thing didn't show up no see they promised one thing and didn't deliver so now the people said that's what i'm saying
0: Well, they did say in the report from Fightful Select that the possible reveal date for this uh, White Rabbit is going to be at Extreme Rules because the Extreme Rule graphics that they put on social media does have like the lantern and the uh, fireflies in the back of several of the matches that they're advertising.
1: Okay. So Extreme Rules is a week from tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Well, they may keep them interested to then, but you know, if if when you promise something and you don't deliver, you know, you may, those are the casual fans again that are tuning in. And when you disappoint them, they say, screw it, I'm gone. That's what I tell them. But if they had 2.5, but they advertised that he was, it was 923, right? Yeah. And he wasn't there. So draw your own conclusion. I'll draw mine.
0: That is fair. Uh, Backstage, we get Kayla Braxton interviewing Austin Theory about cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase, Theory blamed Brock Lesnar and Tyson Ferry for his failed cash ins at Clash of the Castle and SummerSlam. Theory starts burying Drew McIntyre for losing at Clash of the Castle, saying that he's the <laughs> he's a bigger loser. And of course, McIntyre was standing behind him. And then he demanded Theory to meet him in the ring. Now they go to the ring, they have their matchup, and McIntyre's pretty much beating the crap out of uh yep. Theory. It really wasn't much of a match. And then uh Theory basically can't comes out with the alpha academy from monday night raw and they get involved about less than two minutes into the matchup uh as all three men are jumping them you get johnny gargano come out for a surprise appearance big pop for him and then an even bigger pop for kevin owens who comes out to even the odds and this sets up our main event of the night which is a six-man tag with mcintyre gargano and owens versus theory and the alpha academy what did you think of this? I, I, uh, I wasn't for the match, but I definitely like the post-match to set up the main event.
1: Well, I like the setup. I like – Theory's a good talker. You want to slap him, and that's what a good heel is. He's not a really a big heel, but you want a lot, of, a lot of guys in the fan, they're thinking they might be able to beat him up, which they can't, but, but somebody – you just like to reach up and, and slap the taste out of his mouth. And instead of uh, McIntyre laying his hand on his shoulder – I wish he'd have laid the sword across the shoulder. That to me would have been better, but it was, it was a, a good setup and a good smas. And you got Kevin Owens in there and Gargano. And I've never seen Gargano work before. I got to see yeah. in that. But that was, that was a good segment. Pretty good.
0: Uh, In the back again, Max Max Dupree approached uh, Maxine and the Maximum Male Models. They apologized for disappointing him last week, but promised to win the title tonight. He thought they got a title shot against the Usos, but they meant holding the longest pose title in Can- in Canada history. Dupree walked off, Hit Row walked up and made front of the models as they held their pose. And then throughout the night, we see them in various backstage segments. We see you know, Kevin Owens walking by them, still posing. We see Shinsuke Nakamura kind of <laughs> See where they're looking at with Sonia Deville. And then finally at the end of the night, we get them about to hit the record. They're looking at the seconds. They're about to hit the record. And then out of nowhere, Max Dupree pulls up. He hits uh he jumps Mansor. He then mocks them. He throws his belt at them that has the M on it. And he says, This wasn't for me. It wasn't, it was, it probably wasn't ever for me. Yeah basically the catchphrase of LA night. So we got all the things that have kind of put together over the last couple of weeks and we see the payoff. We are getting LA night. We're getting rid of Max. Thank
1: Thank God. It was dead on arrival. It's still dead. And I thought, well, there might be, I still held out hope for them. I said, well, there might be something. And then top dollar come by and they made fun of them. And when you got a comedy act, they're not going to draw money. They're not going to get over because they don't have any plans for them to get over now. They were just giving them something to do. They're actually pretty good models. They 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 do their job well. Yeah. But so you think LA Knight would go back to being uh Max Dupree would go back to being LA Knights
0: Yeah, I think I think that's this is what they've been building up to. You know, he said the whole uh night thing and then was looking off like okay. We're getting there. Then he said the L.A. thing when they were in California and was like, OK, we're getting closer. And then finally, you had this moment here. I think all of that adds up that we're definitely going to see L.A. Hey, night back.
1: Did Ozzy just put that note back up from Ozzie? You have it. He said, am I the next male model president? Ozzy, I'd like to find you right now so I can slap taste right out of your mouth. I would. No, I'm not going to be the next male model president. If I was going to do anything with them. I would be one of the male models. Don't you think? You know?
0: Absolutely. Dutch that's needs to take cool. over the maximum male models under new management.
1: Yeah, that's right. I don't let, let LA night go. I don't care. I can make the team. So, um, But it wasn't too bad. It was okay. I, I kind of chuckled just a little bit, but not enough to draw any money.
0: But that's not the only thing we're getting back from NXT, Dutch. We got a backstage promo with Shotzi, noting that she's sick of damage control. She's not the type to sit on the sidelines weighing her options. She says she's going to roll down to the ring and she's going to put her boots to step into stomping out uh, Bailey later tonight. And this tease that she was going to roll to the ring, which meant yep. we were going to get the tank back. So I was happy to see that later on in the night. We'll get to that. We got Then we got the tag team match of Hit Row versus uh, Los Lotharios. This was too short to kind of amount to anything. It was really just top dollar kind of dominating the smaller heels. Uh, the heels looked good for the amount of time they had offense, which was probably a couple of seconds. But Hit Row got the win with the heavy hitter in about two and a half minutes. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah, it was just a match. It was a it was it was a fill in. You know when he did the double slam, I think it was la- last week or the week before, top dollar. This time he didn't have it good. He had the guy hanging hanging low and he dropped him. And that's what yeah. the, the Athena girl did on AEW. I'm not trying to jump the deals. She tried to do it and almost killed uh Brit Britt Baker.
0: Did you see and, that? Dropped on our nose. Yeah, it broke our nose.
1: Our, I mean, but anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: they cut to Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Uh, Michael Cole talking oh, about...
1: I miss, I, I miss that.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, oh, most, definitely, most definitely.
1: Corey Graves is about as interesting as a Wadded newspaper. Nothing. And he says nothing that's really... I mean, I don't know if they if he already has these lines or whatever. I, you know, Cole is good, but Cole's got a different job. He's got to, he's got to be the, he's got to be the quarterback of that announced team. But Corey Graves, he did not give him anything to bounce off of.
0: Pat did. They were he, a good team. He's a very, he feels like a very manufactured version of a 2022 heel commentary. Like, it, it feels very manufactured. It feels very rehearsed when Corey Graves talks on commentary. And you it stands out more because we're so used to Pat McAfee's just genuine enthusiasm uh, behind the desk that we just don't get that with Corey Graves anymore.
1: Well, I don't think they have to coach McAfee. They're probably be coaching uh, Corey Graves. I don't know. I know when Vince was there, he's going to coach him, but... There's no difference from Corey Graves when Vince was there and Corey Graves tonight. He's still in that same mediocre mode. And I I don't know why he's even an announcer anyway. It it baffles me because he's not, to me, he actually hurts the match. One, we don't care who you like, buddy. You're not, you're not the announcer here. Send us some money. He 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 did he did say
0: Pat Pat was better though. So, oh, okay, so I'm sorry. He did agree. He did agree All with that. But the reason that I'm pointing most, this lo siento the reason I'm pointing this part out is because standing directly behind Cole and Graves was a fan holding a large black sign with what the words Re- a revel in what you are in white letters uh they never called attention to it but it was clearly another white rabbit clue because revel in what you are was a part of a tweet that uh bray wyatt put out uh you know showcasing a paint uh, i think it was like an artist design of mm-hmm. of the fiend and he put the the quote revel in what you are
1: well again since i didn't do my research on it I knew it was a planted sign. I just don't know what it means, and I didn't even know that related to the white rabbit. Yeah, because at this point, I don't care. So, but I'm glad you told me that. But I knew he had, had to. He stayed there about ten seconds, and then he took
0: off. I love, I, I love, I love that you don't care if everyone else is interested in the white rabbit mystery. You're over it. You're just done. Oh, I, I, I am over it. It didn't, come, it didn't come last week when they advertised it, so you're done. Well, they didn't deliver. If I would bought a
1: ticket for, to see that and they didn't do it, I'd be pissed off. It's like saying, Oh, well, go to this movie. You're going to see the movie. And all of a sudden, you don't see movie. You just see a bunch of clips for next week. Well, you didn't buy a ticket to see that. You bought a ticket to see uh, this white rabbit stuff. This is true. Well, I don't know if they're, you know, wrestling fans are funny. They get pissed off, mad. I'll never come back to this crap again. Guess what? Next week, they're back there. I said, all right, I got over it. (laughs) I'm going to give them one more chance. (laughs) I'll give them one more chance. And they go in there again. And promoters know that, you know, and, and they, and wrestling fans, they even know that about themselves. But, but you always should deliver what you promise. That's what I'm saying. That's fair.
0: Uh, we got a video package of Liv Morgan putting Lacey Evans through a table last week. Kayla Braxton then interviews Ronda Rousey in the locker room. She called Morgan uh, Hooters Barbie. Uh, then Rousey noted that she's already dangerous and she's the, probably the most dangerous woman without uh, uh, dangerous woman with uh, just her hands in the world. And she will be even more dangerous with a baseball bat in her hand.
1: Mhm. And then uh, Liv comes down with a baseball bat.
0: Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Connected everything. Uh, connected it up. But, but before that, you had Ronda Rousey defeat Natalia. Uh This only went about three minutes, but this was short. This was fun. It was just the 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 right amount of time for what it needed to be. Natalia got uh, a good pop because it's in Canada. Rousey also got a good response as well. Did they you treated-
1: see their the glasses. Yes. And she put the glasses on the kid.
0: Yep. Very nice touch. Very nice touch. Yep.
1: Bret Hart touch. So it yep. was good.
0: We and got a, a submission, exchanges. It, it almost
1: looked like like it wasn't scripted. Yeah. It just went out there and it, it looked, it actually looked real. It looked good. And then, when of course, now they're telling the story. Now Liv comes and with the bat. How did that bat end up in the ring?
0: I, it, I think it, like, bounced off the floor and bounced into the ring because I didn't but, see anybody great, throw it in but, the ring.
1: But it was a great spot for it. I don't know how they did it, if yeah. that's where it was supposed to go. Or maybe she just somehow the camera went off of me and She pitched it up there. But it was in the spot it needed to be. So I'll give them that. But I really like the fight because I have said before, you know, they they need to run some people out to separate some of these people. It saves the fight for later. And they did that. And then about the bat, she threw the bat away. Then they were leading her off, and then Liv popped up. Screw this.
0: I I wish they would have shot that differently. They should have zoomed in on Liv coming up. At least at least when she was like her head was showing, you should have at least zoomed in because you could see it behind Rhonda. But if they would have like had the other camera kind of get a closer shot on her, I think it would have been a hell of a shot for like production to get well, her that. But but I loved everything about this post-match. Yeah. Liv Morgan. They got Morgan. her in the
1: background. I think would be either way, it would have been fine with me. But sometimes when you zero in, now you know. But if she's coming up, I thought she was gonna stop. Yeah. And then she says, screw it. Boom, jumped on her, pulled them apart again. And the people were kind of with that. They so were. I think that that match may have a little steam on it now.
0: Just a little bit. Yeah, it feels it feels like it has because Liv's showing a different side of her, showing a little bit more passion, a little bit more of uh, energy into this. And the fans really went crazy for the brawl. So this was a definitely a success that definitely got more uh, – a more attention and intrigue going into their Extreme Rules matchup coming up next Saturday. So definitely, uh, I know a lot of people have been liking the build up. We got Lori saying uh, she I like the build up. Uh, we also got a lot of people who saying that they like the that brawl, like Safet here. So keep those comments coming in the live chat, super chat donations. The best way have your comment highlighted on screen. Let's talk about what we got you know, next. You know.
1: I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but they kept talking about some people that are not there tonight. Yeah. They're talking about Florida. They were caught up in that hurricane. It was a bad one.
0: Yeah, Raquel, Ra- Ra- Raquel Rodriguez was one of the notable uh, people missing, as well as Dakota Kai and yeah. EO Sky. You also had the from the Brawling Brutes, Butch and um, Ridrick Ridg- uh, Ridg- Holland. So, so. Yeah, a bunch of people were missing due to the uh, Florida SARM. Same thing with AEW this week as well, so definitely affected wrestling in general, especially for the major two companies because so many talents live out in Florida for both of those companies. Uh, The next segment we got, though, we got in the back Kevin Owens through McIntyre and Johnny Gargano. We did get a reference to the history between McIntyre and Owens from a couple of weeks back on Raw, so I did like that. We got McIntyre uh, joking about Gargano trusting Owens, Owens walks down the hallway and he sees the maximum male models. Like didn't, we
1: he said earlier. didn't he say something like, "You're talking about me"? I know you're talking about me. It, didn't he? Owens say something like that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, "You're yeah, talking good. about." talking about me and then McIntyre was like you know I'm joking but we could both agree that uh Theory needs to get his get his ass kicked so they agreed to kick his ass later on in the main event then Owens walked down the hallway we got the little bit <laughs> with the maximum male models he you know, says that you? he says how that he needs to raise his hand to make the pose more effective that was great that was a great line That was a great line. And then Owens crosses path with Sami Zayn. You hear the big prop from the Canada crowd. And Owens told Zayn that he needed to get a different shirt, buddy. Great little one-liner. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. needed. Why do you tell him you need to get a what? You need to get a different shirt,
1: buddy. Okay. And that was good. Because, you know, it's just those little run-ins with no big connection. It's just there and you connected the fans connected in their head and it was good whoever put that together that was good so who was next
0: uh next was another good segment in my opinion you had imperium come out for a uh, promo segment they come down to the ring ludwig kaiser mentions their problems with the brawling brutes giovanni vinci praises gunther and calls him a real champion gunther then promises to defeat seamus next week on the season premiere of smackdown and end the brawling brutes seamus interrupts he comes to the ring alone he notes that butch and rich holland are stuck in florida he said it's okay because he's in winnipeg and he challenged imperium to a fight seamus fought off. All- Vinci and Kaiser with the shillelagh. He then got in the ring and started trailing shots with Gunther. I, I love the energy from the crowd, how how electric it feels whenever those two stare down with each other, since yep. their match at clash at the castle. yeah had uh, Seamus set up for the bro kick, but Kaiser and Vinci recovered. They hold uh, Sheamus up as Gunther beats on him with vicious shots. And then he delivers a power bomb and walks off. Sheamus gets the gets on the mic as they're leaving the, uh, the the arena and he says that is that all you got he challenges gunther to come back the fans break out into a loud Sheamus chant and then imperium got gets back into the ring they jump seamus and then gunther knocks him out with the sh- with the shillelagh i thought that this was an effective yeah. go home segment. this is better than some of their pay-per-view go home yeah. angles so i thought that this was really good and it just really makes me feel like Sheamus and Gunther should probably be on the pay per view instead of next week, but I'm down to see it for free next week.
1: Well, yeah, I, I'm wondering if they're putting them on the on the show next Friday, right? They could still make the pay per view. They no, they're doing it.
0: they're they they mentioned there and they showed the the graphic. They're doing a six man uh, old good old fashioned Donnie Brook match. Donnie Brook Imperium, okay. Imperium versus Rawlin Brutes.
1: Well I wonder why they uh, they didn't put them on the pay-per-view. Right? Just was well, they got a reason. But they got chemistry between them. I mean they had it at Clash at the Castle. And you said you felt enough the chemistry. The people rumble. People start moving. Oh, now we're going to see it. We're going to see it. They want to see it. And but we'll see where it leads. So at least they have a connect a connection to the to the fans because I think when they go out, when Gunther goes out or Sheamus goes out, they can read the room. They can read yeah. the arena, and they know they want them. So, of course, and Triple H is watching, he's, he's reading the fans. They're reading what's in the ring, and he's reading them. So there's a lot of reading going on in these arenas. So that's how, that's how bookers do it. But they had a great match at Clash, Clash at the Castle. And I expect I don't know where they're going to go from here, but I would, I would definitely not separate them this early. But I think them going away for two weeks or whatever it was, get away from it, then going back to it, but the fans didn't forget it. They still remember that, and it's been what a month ago.
0: Yeah, going Maybe. on a month now.
1: They've been involved that much with each other, except no, they outside, have, but they outside, have. but outside the ring. Yeah, yeah. Both like seconds outside the ring, but they were still in the line of sight. So they're, they're still on the fan's mind, but I really like Gunther. I really, and I, and Seamus, I was kind of lukewarm on before I saw him work with Gunther. So he don't mind laying it in and taking it himself. No, he, he's a big old boy. And Gunther is too. So my, my hat of respect is off to both those guys.
0: Do you think Gunther and uh, in, in considering what the landscape is now in WWE, could you see Gunther being like the undisputed universal champion?
1: I could. See, they needed heels. And Gunther's a hell of a heel. Karrion Cross was, was filling that, was filling that spot. But I think Gunther now is past him. That's what I think. I mean it's i'm well, i'm a fan of of uh cross's interviews i think he just talks he's a good he's a good talker but he's he's not really it's something missing there that's what i'm saying i and i don't even know what it is
0: that's fair uh we got backstage promo with Bailey Real Quick where she noted that EO and Dakota are stuck in Florida and she promised to defeat Shotzi later. We then got Michael Cole and Corey Graves discussing Antonio Noki passing and talking about his controversial WWE championship title reign as well as his legendary fight with Muhammad Ali. I did like them, you know, to taking time to actually announce that and talk about it on screen. We got Bailey versus uh Shotzi next dutch Uh this one I I was I was looking forward to this and I felt like it was a it was a little bit disappointing. It didn't seem like they got on the same page here. Uh good response for uh Shotzi coming out with the tank with COVID getting very excited to see the tank back. Uh, we got a little bit of back and forth. Bailey took control of the matchup. Uh, she cut off she cut off D- Shotzi on the middle rope, she then yanked Shotzi off the corner by her leg, and then Bailey then hit the rose plant for the win after the match. She continued to attack Chatsi, and then she hit another rose plant. She brought in a ladder to preview the ladder match at Extreme Rules. But before she could attack Shotzi with it, uh Bianca Belair came down making a special appearance on Smack. Down the Raw woman Champion, and then Bailey tried to give bel-air the rose plant on the ladder, but Belair reversed it into the KOD. But Bailey was able to escape by grabbing onto the ropes and getting out of the ring before she could hit it. So, little preview here, a little hype for the ladder match at Extreme Rules. Someone that doesn't watch Raw a lot, you got a little bit of a preview of that. What did you think about the post match, and what did you think about the match between Bailey and Shotzi here?
1: Well, yeah, it was a match. I wasn't real. There's not a lot of steam between them. Yeah. You know, the, the people may pop initially, but then they're quieting down. I really like when she put her in the ladder and like she was going up and then Bianca came in. I'm thinking, wow, I've never I've never seen that before. I thought I, like somebody coming off a ladder. You ever seen that somebody in it? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I've, I've never I've never seen it. Did uh? Did Matt Hardy, not Matt Hardy, did uh, the Hardy kid do it?
0: I, I think they have done that spot where there's someone in the middle. I think with like Edge and Christian, they've de- had them in like in the ladder and stuff. So, yeah. Well, if you hit it right, the, the ladder actually protects them. But not, not the way they've had that
1: shot in there. She was like chunked in there. I thought it might cut her in half. But it, it was a good segment. So, it got my attention, especially the last part of it. So, you got to keep in mind, I've been in this business for like 40 something years. I didn't watch every match. I'd, I may have seen parts of it, but some of that good stuff they did, I'd have to watch it back on tape. So, but SmackDown tonight overall was a pretty good show. Overall. Yes.
0: And they close things out with the six man tag team matchup that we spoke about earlier or touched on earlier. Uh, everyone worked hard in this one and it kind of highlighted each person built to the baby faces kind of hitting their big, their big moves. Nobody in the arena thought the heels had a chance of winning this one, but uh, uh this one was a lot of fun. Uh Alpha Academy, especially Chad Gable. I thought he, he really looked good in this one Uh theory. Continues just to be a punching bag a lot of these times, and then the finish. Yes,
1: was- he's becoming a star.
0: <laughs> he, By he being was- a punching bag,
1: yeah, but he can do that. If you watch him, Sami Zayn went out, and he's been a punching bag for ten years, basically. And theory, when they do something with him, other than putting the uh, the suitcase with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he will mean something. He he really will because he's a good talker, great worker. And he'll do any. And he's, how old is that kid? He's young,
0: right? Yeah, he's only like 22, 23.
1: 23. Yeah. So what I'm saying is he's a, he's a star in the making. And you got to pay your dues when you get in. Because if somebody else didn't want to do something, they said, well, hell, he did it. Look at him. Look at where he got him. So, sure. but I, I think SmackDown overall had a very, very good, a very good outing tonight. He is
0: twenty-five. He's twenty-five okay. years old. So,
1: I remember when I was with TNA, he he sent some stuff, in and I was going to book him till I heard he he got booked with uh, NXT. He went there. there. You know. Did
0: he go there first? Uh, he he went there I believe I want to say 2020 2020 or 2019 he went to evolve first he was in evolve. Okay. Uh, basically, that became basically like a training ground for NXT. But yeah, like I said, the the finish was wild. Uh, you had Alpha, you had Alpha Academy. Uh, they started isolating Otis with double super kicks. They tried to put him through the announce table. Then Gable made the save. He uh started hitting nice little suplexes on uh, Owens. throw around Gargano, but then Owens hit a stunner on Gable on the table, and then in the ring, McIntyre hit the Claymore on Theory as he tried for the rolling drop and, and then after the match uh the McIntyre yeah they miss, they missed, missed, missed it. the spot totally missed it. and that's why
1: i'm saying is uh kevin dunn still there
0: yes he, he does
1: he doesn't miss stuff like that
0: he does but sometimes it,
1: it was, was there one time during the show that the lights went out
0: Yes, uh during the opening the opening matchup when Ricochet got thrown into the timekeepers table, uh timekeepers area, like the lights went out. It looked like they were about to do a spot and then it just came back on and nobody yeah. mentioned it. Well, but we
1: noticed it. Yeah, of course. But see, SmackDown doesn't make many mistakes, so that had to be one. But they missed the Claymore tonight, big time. They
0: definitely did. They definitely they, they did
1: replay but we got it but
0: but they had a good match a much better match than i thought they would have that was a fun it was a fun match probably the best match on that show for sure but yeah it was a good good episode of smackdown overall building stuff to extreme rules and everything that needed to kind of be effective was effective on the show despite me having a little bit of nitpicks on a couple of things but let's get into very quickly just run down what happened on rampage here Wait a minute,
1: let me go to sleep.
0: Okay, Keep those ahead. comments coming in the live chat As we run down what happened on AEW Rampage They kicked off things immediately with action You had the acclaim defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships Against the Butcher And the Blade and Private Party uh, This one was kind of uh, Fast paced, everybody kind of Getting their own offense, getting their Moments to shine uh, You had Private Party with a with a good Like uh, sequence of offense Kind of mimicking uh, the Hardy Boys with a couple of moves with like poetry and motion. They then hit like a skull and bones, a net breaker into the swanton move. That was really nice for a near fall. The butcher and the blade looked like they were close to having the advantage, but then there was a series of dives to the outside. You had Caster come off the top rope with a crossbody onto all the opponents. He tossed blade back into the ring. Bowens hit the arrival, and then Caster followed up with the mic drop for the win for the acclaimed to the AEW World Tag Team Titles, and yes, the scissor, scissor me, C- scissor, scissor me, nut.
1: Daddy scissor Dutch.
0: Nut. Um, <laughs> I thought that this was a fun opener. Uh, I thought the acclaimed looked great. I thought they were the one team that looked the best in this one, and they were just ridiculously over as they always are. What mm-hmm. did you think?
1: Again, it's almost like it's clut to me. It's cluttered. Who were the announcers tonight? Same ones? Uh yes. They, they sounded different. Was Jim Ross there?
0: Yes, Jim Ross was on comedy. Did they
1: show them at any time?
0: Uh I wanna say once. I don't I'm not too sure, to be honest.
1: Well, the announcers kind of confused me anyway. What did that guy say? Ozzy? Well, Ozzy, thank you for making a a, 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 a sane comment for once. Uh, yeah, but I, tonight, for me, I mean, <clears throat> SmackDown was a better show than,
0: than Rampage. I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with you there. Because, I disagreed. I disagreed last week. I thought definitely Rampage. I thought Rampage was a better show. I thought it was even honestly last week. Both shows were really good last week. This show, yeah, I thought I thought Smackdown was effective and had some good really good stuff on it. This show also had some good stuff on it, but definitely a step down from what we got last week with Grand Slam.
1: One of the, one of the places where AEW really slides down that scale is on interviews. Cuz they don't have long enough and they don't really de- describe anything. All of a sudden, what was it? Andrade went in there and was talking to somebody, his manager was, and if he loses, he takes the mask off. And then he said, okay, by that, you'll you leave AEW
0: forever, I guess. Is that it? Well, we got in the back Lexi Nair. She interviewed, she's trying to interview Hangman Adam Page about his AEW world title match with John Moxley in a few weeks. Yeah. Evil, Evil Uno and uh, Ten from the Dark Order are also there with him. And then Andrade interrupts with Jose the assistant. Andrade challenges Dark Order's Ten for a match on the anniversary of Brody Lee's uh, last match on next week's Rampage and dares Ten to put his mask on the line. 10 accepts. He shakes hands with Andrade, but then holds on to him. And he, but he says on the condition that if Andrade loses, he leaves AEW. Uh, Then we get Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway interrupted uh, to alert Andrade to some potential contract tampering from Matt Hardy with Private Party. I thought that this was a rare occasion where this was an effective backstage segment because it kind of got a couple of things accomplished. It set up the match with Andrade at 10. It It further progressed the whole story of Matt Hardy and Private Party's reunion. And as well, this whole stipulation with 10 next week Plays into the rumors that's going around that Andrade has asked for his release and wants to leave AEW.
1: Brother, I don't know how in the hell you tie all that together like you do. Because I was saying, I mean, what is, what is the, what to me gets me to want to see this match? The guy pulls his mask off. Okay. I'm I'm okay with that. But then he says, Yeah, if I win, you leave AEW and he just stood there like, Hey, that's not part of the deal. He didn't even say nothing. He just looked confused. And then the other guy, what's his name? He stepped in. What's his name?
0: Stephen Page and Sokley
1: And he said something and I'm thinking, Well, I'm totally confused now. I don't care what you do. I'll just when that match comes on, I'll wait till I hear a bell ring and I'll come in here and see what you come up with so it it didn't It actually again i'm gonna use this word again it disinterested me i don't know if that's even a word but if i was interested before i'm disinterested now and remember i've I've actually i guess i would say complain but the interviews are not long enough at all i don't even i can't even get into it anyway i didn't like it
0: so go ahead. <laughs> uh, we got after the uh, opening matchup. We got a backstage interview with Lexi Nair with the Gun Club in Stokely Hathaway and uh, a- W W a- Morrissey was there. Uh, the The Guns mocked all of the different tag team titles that FTR hold, and then decided they do what everyone else does: leapfrog the number one contenders and go after the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I don't get it.
1: Why you? <laughs> you see, you got to watch calling a, a, a tag team old because if you have a match with them and they beat you, an old team beat you. And if you beat them, well, hell, you beat an old tag team. See, once you call them old, you can't win. So, but I guess they didn't have anybody tell them that. So, if they can make the rules, we're just going sort to of jump FTR, the champions, which everybody is supposed to be aiming for to take their titles. We'll just, we'll jump over them and we'll go another way. Again, I, I, I just lost it. I, again, disinterested with that interview. If they would take some time, you've been around AEW, right?
0: Do they go over these interviews? Do they uh, practice them or what I don't think they do any practicing and most of the guys most of the guys kind of write their own stuff so
1: yeah but you can't you can't have the inmates running the asylum I agree because then you know they just they gonna make say stuff to make them look good but you need your angle to get out there and it's not getting out there. At least in AI, WWE, everything is connecting now. And But see, the matches in AEW are okay. It's the interviews that are scattered. Again, my opinion, they can do what they want to do. It's his company. So, Tony, if you get some time, call me and I'll tell you how to do it.
0: There you go. Don't ask uh, me to
1: come up there. I'm, I'll just tell you how to do it. You're on your own.
0: Lexi Nair tries to interview Jade Cargill, who's with Layla Gray. Uh, she throws Lexi Nair out of the interview. and But then Jade is interrupted by Vicky Guerrero with Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Uh, Ricky suggests that the last time that Nyla and Jade were in the ring, yes, Jade won, but she didn't actually pin Nyla Rose. So she says that if she wants a real challenge, Jade was talking about she hasn't been challenged in a while, Says so she faced Nyla Rose. So like that, uh, Jade kind of accepts the challenge after some dispute. So I I think that would be a very fun matchup. It's something new and different for Jade where Jade kind of is just overpowering to everyone. She faces, you know, you're not going to get that when she goes against Nyla Rose.
1: I kind of understood that one. If they just slowed down with it or had just a little bit longer, they could have made that work. Because I'd like to see Jade against Nala. Or Jade against, and she, she's already beaten Shafir, right? Shamir, Shafir, what's her name? Yeah, Marina Shafir. Yeah, but I'd like to see Nala Rose in her. Because that has a little bit of edge to it. So I'd like to see that. That interview was actually the best of the night. That one there, I kind of understood it. All the rest of them just went into the ether. Because I guess they're letting the guys write their own stuff, they don't have a writer there. No, or somebody to kind of help, brother. No. Even in the independents, they have somebody telling them what to say.
0: No, they have they have like Tony, Tony, and uh, like the agents and producers. They tell them like, oh, uh, you know what what they want you to accomplish, but they don't give you like a script of what you have to do.
1: Okay, we're doing a Hollywood movie,
0: huh? You play.
1: We're doing a Hollywood movie, and you go out there and you're a killer. I say, go out there and act like a killer. Just tell him you're going to kill him or something. And if that's all you get, you're gonna you don't know what to do. Plus, 45 seconds. Nobody can do it in 45 seconds. Hell, you couldn't take a Broadway actor and do it in 45 seconds. But anyway, I I, I bitched enough about that. I bitch I bitch. <laughs> Three months for it, but it hadn't changed.
0: Uh, We got Lee Moriarty with Stokely Hathaway and W. Morrissey versus Fiego Del Sol. This wasn't much to this. This went less than two minutes. Moriarty was a little bit more aggressive. He gets the win with the Border City stretch. Commentary talks about him wanting a shot at Daniel Garcia's ROH Pure championship. And then after the match, W. Morrissey picked up Del Sol with a claw hold and then choke slammed him down to the mat. Mm-hmm. Not much, not much to see there. Uh this was my favorite minute. has uh, Morrissey had a match on TV yet? Not since he officially signed with the company. He had one before with Wardlow back in May. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think
1: they, they might be able to get that guy over. Oh, they could. They could. Just take your time with him and don't go ahead.
0: Uh, this was my favorite match on either show, I will say, Dutch. Jamie Hayter versus Willow Nightingale. I love like that. I loved a lot of this so much because this was two people that the fans just organically are into. And this was late into the show, late into the taping. They did two hours of dynamite and then had to stay through like 40 for you know 30-40 minutes of rampage already, and the crowd still got up. The pop for Jamie Hader when she came out was loud. There was a lot of Jamie Hader's chance during the matchup. Uh, willow nightingale got to stand out with her like her fits of strength she had a nice little death valley driver for a good little near fall she started to go to the top rope for a moonsault but Britt baker grabbed willow nightingale's leg to distract her and then hater hit a tremendous waist lock uh to her from the middle rope and then delivered a massive german suplex held on to her and then grabbed the arm and hit a short-armed uh ripcord lariat for the win. I thought this was a really good match with both ladies strength being highlighted.
1: I think J- Jamie Hayter was a little too strong for her because that that Willow girl's big. I mean, and she went up cuz Willow she's a hell of an athlete. That's my stupid dog playing with this toy. Uh but she went for uh... Anyway, the deal, the slam but she went, up too, she went up too easy. I mean, I would have that willow. The girls should have a hard time getting her off her feet, because she probably weighs at least two hundred. Don't you think? And she what doesn't.
0: Like, no I wouldn't say that. What does she weigh? I would say like one eighty, maybe
1: one ninety. Uh, okay. Well, one eighty, but still, she's a lot bigger than the other girls. I would have them, and I don't mind the move, rider her up. But she did it. She did it so smooth and so strong. Cause Jamie Hader's not that big. No. But they did have they did have a good match. Uh, that Willow girl has a good future. She has a pretty face, nice smile. Because, you know what, wrestlers have to do. They have. To, I, I talk about this all the time. They have to connect. And she connects with the women. She connects with the guys. She connects with the older people and the kids there's no there's, there's no class uh class in there that she misses because they all like her because she could be your neighbor she could be your friend she you could work with somebody like that so but i, I think she has natural uh, connectivity and they can go they can do a lot of stuff with her but that match is probably the best match on the show you're right
0: Uh, and then we got a series of like promos and video packages first one was for war joe the tag team of wardlow and samoa joe we then got a video package of swerge strickland attending the rolling loud music festival in new york and he's still upset about losing the tag team titles to uh the acclaimed and they suggested that he might interrupt the acclaimed's national scissoring day on dynamite next week and then we got a promo probably (laughs) my favorite part of this whole entire show dutch was the promo for the aew world title match with hangman adam page and john moxley where page is talking about uh you know the aew fans that's the one thing that means the most to me i can't wait for them to be behind me it's it's all about them it's not even about the title it's not about the match it's about the aew fans being behind me and then the cameraman let hangman know you do know this match is going to be in cincinnati and he was like oh really uh, <laughs> that's that good just his deadpan response was like that made me laugh more than anything on either show. I thought he said life. something like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did something he did. like that. He which did. Was that,
1: <laughs> that was, but that was great. And that had to be a planned spot, so that 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 was good. Yes, they also did. Uh, if you need help, get help. Mental yes. help.
0: That was good which too. Was,
1: which is pretty good why does that what's that referee's name that referees there the girl the
0: lady uh, aubrey edwards oh
1: yeah yes yeah. she, she did it yeah. she probably needs some mental health anyway some mental help really what they're in wrestling they all need mental health
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> finally the main event I've you gotta... been around them. okay Finally, you had Roosh with Andrade and Jose versus John Silver with Alex Reynolds. Uh, The the finish came with Jose. He got on the apron after uh, John Silver got a really close near fall off a brain buster. Uh, Reynolds quickly pulled him down from the apron. Andrade distracted Silver. And then Roosh floored him with a forearm and then hit the bull's horns and got the pinfall win. After the match, Andrade and Roosh put the boost to Silver. And Reynolds, evil Uno, and 10 ran in to make the save, but the butcher and the blade came out to help their boss. So, a uh, hangman Adam Page ran in to even the odds. He beat, uh, fought off Andrade's uh boys, and then he had a face off with Roosh. He tried for the buckshot lariat, but Roosh ducked out, so he hit the buckshot instead on Jose to close the show. I thought this was a perfectly fine yet unremarkable show but i i did like the main event as well i thought john silver he looked really good once again what do you think about roosh well i want you to tell me about him i've never seen him before roosh was a top star in cmll his family is kind of like mexican wrestling uh royalty his dad was a wrestler his brother dragon lee has been on uh, aew before he's a former ring of honor television champion he's won titles in mexico as well uh he's best friends with andrade his other brother is the former Sankara. i think you were uh probably around when he was around in, in wwe mm-hmm. that's that's his uh, other brother as well. So, yeah, they're like Mexican uh royalty. Roosh was a top star for CMLL and had one of the biggest drawing feuds over in Mexico with L.A. Park La Parca. Yeah. Uh, and that's where he really like made his name. And then he came over to the United States in like 2018, 2019, signed with Ring of Honor, quickly went on a winning streak there and won the Ring of Honor World Championship from uh, Matt Taven. And he held the, ch- the title for one of the longest raids, mostly due to the pandemic. But he had some uh, strong matches with like Shane Taylor and Brody King, as well as uh, Bandito, who he eventually dropped the title to. And now he's here in AEW, and he officially signed and got the All Elite hashtag this week.
1: Okay, he signed with AEW, but Tony Khan has taken over Ring of Honor, right? Yes. So he he will help Ring of Honor. Don't you think I I
0: would I would think he would be one of the guys, you know, if he's going to become a guy like Andrade, who seems to be not happy with the amount of matches he's going to get, be, you know, having Ring of Honor there where he can have a bunch of matches does help. Okay, let me ask you this. I
1: don't want to get too tied up with it. Malachi Black, did he leave or no?
0: Malachi Black officially announced on a live stream on Monday that he has not uh, was not granted his release from AEW, and that he will be back in AEW very soon. He is just taking time off from wrestling in the ring.
1: Well, they said he left. His partner left. So you can't listen to anybody till they tell you, and we don't even know what he said was true. So we just have to wait and see. So anyway, anyway, I think overall tonight SmackDown was good. AEW. You, you were right, unremarkable, good show. They worked their asses off, but it's an unremarkable show. They still they have things they need to improve on, like the interviews, because the interviews are very, very important. You just can't just throw them out there and want people to figure them out. Didn't I talk earlier about don't ask me to figure it out? You tell me what you're going to give me, and if I like it, I'll watch But don't let me try to figure it out myself because, hell, I can't even figure out my own damn zip code sometimes.
0: (laughs) Well, we will figure that out, and you will try to make your way back here next Friday for another edition of Smack Talk Dutch. Please let the people know where they could find you and everything you got going on, Dutch.
1: Okay, I'm on YouTube now. Uh, It's um, WSI, Storytime with Dutch. I get on there, and I... It's a podcast, and I go on there, and I just I just tell old stories. Uh, well, not old. I tell, tell the new ones from WWE, and it's just wrestling stuff. It's wrestling-oriented. I don't get political. I don't get anything, But and the guy that does it with me is, uh, is, is, uh, is a great uh, co-host, and uh, it, it's doing well. And you can find me at DirtyDutchMantel at uh, gmail.com and you can also order the university of dutch see that that's the diploma from the university of dutch and it's got the little the stamp down here and guess who the dean is the dean is dutch mantel and the provost is zeb Coulter.
0: very so nice just,
1: just write me at uh, dirty dutch and uh, you can have this, I think, and I'll ship it, pick up shipping. I think it's 40 or forty-five dollars But these have to be printed. But it looks good, huh? You mean it does. You, one, you mean make you one, Sid? Yeah, I need I mean, one. Right. Put them on all. in the frame and put it on your wall. So when somebody was arguing wrestling with you and they said, well, where did you get your degree? And you said, well, I got mine <laughs> at the University of Dutch. Where did you get yours, smartass? So – but I, I think, I think as uh, wrestling fans, they'll like that. So, so if you want one, get in contact with me and I'll, I'll send you one.
0: Where are Bye. you going, baby? Uh, You can find me at True Hill SP3 on the Twitter machine tomorrow 1105 a.m. Eastern time. We got True Hill. Heat 195 with special guest Jeremy Bennett, our old friend that was here Whoa. on tonight talk with us of Sports Keto Wrestling and the Lost in the Midcard podcast. He's going to be joining us as we talk about all the big news. Malachi Black not released from AEW. The Edict of No AEW releases. More Right Rabbit Mystery and more. So Check us out next week. Shout outs to Rick. Uh, you know, hope all is yep. well with him. Hope all is well with everyone who was affected by Hurricane Ian. And thank you so much for watching the show. Remember to drop the thumbs up on the video, share with your friends, subscribe if you are new to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel for Dutch Mantel. For Rick Cucino, it is me, it is me, your trill phenom SP3. We will be back here next. Fr- no, we won't be back here next Friday. We will be, we will be back with a pre-recorded edition of Smack Talk for next week, as there's going to be four hours of wrestling, and Dutch needs to get some of his beauty rest, and I do as well. Uh, <laughs> so we will see you on a pre-recorded edition of Smack Talk next week. So for Dutch Mantel, Rick Fuccino, SP3, this has been Smack Talk. We'll see you next time. Peace.